all the things the Angels struggled with in 2023, one of them was focus. So how does that change? Well, there's one AOS rival manager that has a solution, and we're going to talk about it. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Angel content, here's how. You can leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. We love five stars. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, then hit that subscription button to become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's the best way to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation and we appreciate your insights and your questions and your thoughts today's show is brought to you by game time you can download the game time app create an account and use our promo code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed thank you for being here for this episode of lockdown angels where it's your team every day you've got the first brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john hey the angels off season is a rocking and a rolling and there's lots to talk about each day of the week so every monday through friday you can count on us for all your angels conversation we love having you here it's our second season here at lockdown angels it's a pleasure privilege to be talking angels baseball with you on today's show we're going to get into a conversation about Michael Stefanik and what his role could be in 2024 and which Angels are playing in the Arizona Fall League. There's some intriguing names there, Mike, and it'll be interesting to see how they perform in the AFL. But first, let's talk about how the Angels can improve their focus on the field. Yeah, Phil Nevin said that that was one of the biggest struggles from this season, and we noticed it when Renhifo was pulled from the game, and we noticed it when Phil Nevin was yelling in the dugout. Those two moves felt like they were uh, for show, and I don't want to judge motives there, but they did kind of feel like they were for well, show. I, was, I feel like the Renhifo one definitely was justified and worked, absolutely. and it was yes. like, all right, dude, like you can't go trotting after the ball at shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> That was the epitome of of an example of them not being focused, right? Yeah. And just not really giving full effort. And but so the, the screaming was like too little, too late. It Phil. was Come way on. too little, too late. Now, so how does how do the Angels fix this? Is the big question, John? I I heard a great interview earlier this season with Texas Rangers manager Bruce Bochy. Wow, and he talked about maniacal focus, like <laughs> crazy, ridiculous outrageous kind of focus and it's what he brought to the texas rangers and it's why they find themselves in the alcs here's mm. what he said he said that focus is something that you can develop a skill that you can develop and here's how you master it in a few steps number one you stay in the moment by decluttering your mind the the mind that can obviously get focused on a lot of other things, and maybe that's what happened with Renhifo, right? Okay, I'm gonna but, I'm gonna do these as you read them up. Okay, okay. Stay, stay so in the moment, stay in the moment by decluttering your mind of the outcomes uh -huh. that can derail you. Got it. Got it. So there for for podcast purposes, if you stumble over words, John, if you if I delete the whole file, delete the whole file. Yeah, if you hit yeah, the wrong video because like you've never <laughs> hit in the wrong video before. <laughs> <laughs> So, so declutter your mind of outcomes that can derail you. Got okay? it. This is perfect for Patrick Sandoval already, right? <laughs> this is so perfect. All right. right. Here's, here's number two. Let go of the past and the future. Mm. Concentrate on what needs to be done right now. Got it. Got you it. see that with a lot of players. I know that we're, we, we call them uh, 
Albuve, but Altuve has really shown to be focused in big moments, right? We've seen other players do that as well. Bryce Harper has seemed to be focused in big moments and Mm -hmm. not worrying about the past and not, not even considering the future. Number three, make the fundamentals second nature. Mm. In other words, be so good at what you do that it frees your mental space to be agile, agile and adaptive. Man, we talk about fundamentals all the time. Absolutely. I'm going to keep bringing up that, that conversation with our nephew Tyler about the angels forgot how to play boring (laughs) fundamental baseball. Yeah. And, And it's just, it's so true. And we saw a lot of that this season, just a lack of, situational awareness and and fundamentals at the end of the day this this one i think is maybe the most important one because you're you're so good at at clearing your mind that this just becomes second nature and it's easy to overthink that ground ball it's easy to overthink where am i throwing this it's it's easy to overthink those things especially with a, a very young team right that's the difference that i think i see between a Perry Manassian draft pick and a Billy Epler draft pick. Ah, that's a great point. Let me read this again. Make the fundamentals second nature. Be so good at what you do, you free up mental space to be agile and adaptive. Yeah. Mike, if that doesn't describe Zach Neto's defense Mm -hmm. versus like Joe Adele's defense over the three years that we've seen Joe Adele. Now, granted, I think Joe Adele Joe Adele has much improved in the outfield. I mean, he played all three positions very well this season. Um, But you and I had said all along that the guy needs a full season in the minor leagues to get the cobwebs out, to clear that mind, and just, again, make fundamentals second nature. I think you see second nature fundamentals with guys like Zach Neto, maybe even Nolan Shanuel. We'll see more of him over at first base. Just that, to me, is... It, it highlights the difference between an Epler draft pick and a Perimanassian draft pick. That's a great point because that really is the gap between those two types of players, and we've experienced it on the field. It almost becomes laughable when you see uh, Joe Adele have a home run bounce off of him, and then you see Jordan Adams have a home run bounce off of him, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it's laughable. And then Thanks, and Billy. <laughs> on the flip side, you see somebody like Zach Neto throwing to third, not once, but twice in pivotal situations. Mm-hmm. He's just, it, it becomes so natural because you've cleared your mind and this this is just second nature. I'm going to throw this ball over here and it's just going to be a part of what I do. And I think that that's what the Angels have been lacking. Number four, Johnny, is really interesting. And I think it, it, it connects to Carlos Estevez and what he did or didn't do in between mm. his outings as a closer. Number four is put yourself in high pressure situations where it's harder to focus. Mm. Then practice being in the moment and this will eventually expand your capacity to focus when it counts most. Remember, Estevez said that he wouldn't throw during his outings, that he would do some dry throws so that he could, quote-unquote, save his bullets. But truthfully, that was one mistake amongst, I think, many, because he needs to be in those high-pressure situations. Mm -hmm. Perhaps he needs to be on the mound and have somebody like a Zach Neto at second base and somebody at first base and ready to steal, right? And have yeah. have a situation where he's pitching to know how he's going to be in those situations. Yeah, and, in the real moment. Yeah. It, right, exactly. And so these are these are four skills that according to Bruce Bochi, you can develop if you practice them. So let me just really quick go over them again. 
Stay in the moment, moment, declutter your mind of any outcomes that can derail you. Let go of past and future. Concentrate on what needs to be done right now. Make fundamental second nature. Be so good at what you do to free up that mental space that you become agile and adaptive. And then put yourself in high pressure situations where it's harder to focus and then practice being in those moments and it'll eventually expand your capacity to focus when it counts the most. Johnny, does this get solved with a new manager for the Angels? Does focus get solved or is this going to be something that they got to do outside of hiring a brand new manager. If there's a manager who can come in with his own Bochi-like philosophy that is similar to this, or even borrow from this, I think it's great. And and Mike, again, this is this is all very conceptual. You're yes. not going to get this by going out there and practicing on the field. Maybe that f- number four, putting yourself in high pressure situations, you can practice. But all of this is very conceptual. It's all very ethereal it's not like i can go out and do this a hundred times a day and then my my mind will be decluttered right Mm -hmm. like it's 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 all very airy at the end of the day it's all very mental at the end of the day so i think if there is a manager who can do not only bring his version of this to the game and to the angels I'm also interested in how these angels prep, Mike. I'm also mm. interested in how they get ready for games because I know I've said it before. I'll say it again. Phil Nevin, all we ever heard was these guys come out. They're ready to go every single day. They do all their work. They put their work in. But what does the work look like? Right, because they, if didn't, it's, they didn't have batting practice often, right? They weren't on the field hitting right. balls. And so is what, what work were they doing? Because we have no evidence of that, right? Yeah, and, and I just get to thinking about the difference between a good team and a great team is that you have the fundamentals down and you put yourself in yeah. situations where you can practice them, even even down to batting practice, even down to drills and outfield drills and things like that. I just, I'm curious to see how the Angels prep versus other teams. And I wonder what a new manager can bring to the table in terms of how the Angels do get ready for games. Yeah, I think as we think about a new manager and what we would want as fans, make a list and on the top of the list, put clear preparation because mm-hmm. that that isn't something that we were aware of this season and i know as fans sometimes we don't get to be aware of everything right but i want to i want to know what the clear prep is and i would love for sam blum and jeff fletcher and sarah valenzuela and those those people to be able to report on here's what the angels are doing and and i think i need a manager i would love to have a manager that would bring clarity there like hey here's what we're doing today here's what we're doing tomorrow here's what we're doing on wednesday right and, and we're gonna have batting practice and we're gonna do these things we're gonna go out benji gill's gonna have them go and take ground balls mm-hmm. I, I would love that communication to the media even if we didn't get that communication i think the instances of hey you know what Neto had two errors in this game or something like that and so just a communication of this is how we're following up with that because yeah. That's, you that's saw you saw after the lack of focus stuff on the field that Benji Gill was out there talking to the players and working on infield drills and things like that that were encouraging and it was like yeah. okay good at least they're aware of what's going on and how they can try to fix it but again it, it really comes down to how they prep each and every day I just don't want it to be reactionary 
that's the thing that I would there, rather see yeah. happen. I would right. rather see it be like, we're doing this every day. I wouldn't want them to go, hey, we're taking ground balls because they made four errors. Yeah. I would want them going, I'm surprised they made four errors because we've been taking ground balls since spring and training. And this, right? this year was reactionary, right? Yes, very much so. Very much. Very angels, right? To react. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta play catch up like they've been doing the last 20 years. Analytics? Yeah. What are analytics? Let's what, catch up on that. I, have, I had an aunt named Anne once. <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> can, I, can I copy your homework? That's what the angels need to do. <laughs> hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, the Halos have some players in the Arizona Fall League. And if you're unaware, it's a specific league that you want to pay attention to because there's a lot of young guys trying to get in some extra reps and practice over the offseason. We'll talk about all of that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. It's October baseball and we're almost to the World Series and you can get on all the action this October with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you join today, you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I, I like that odd. That's that's fantastic. Right. <laughs> Put five bucks down and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Fantastic. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on, create a new, a new account. Then you can get in on all the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you're like me, you don't want to watch the whole game because it's not your team, then you can predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now, and you can step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, don't forget that Every Friday is Fan Mail Friday. We'd love to get your questions in for Fan Mail Friday. So if you want to do that, you can reach out to us at Locked on Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're on YouTube and you're watching on the video side, comment below. Let us know your question is for Fan Mail Friday. And if you want to get in our voicemail line, you can do so. 714-409-6396. That number is in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. So get in our mailbag. For fan mail Friday. There's a lot of young players that the Angels are really high on, like Zach Neto and Nolan Shawnawell and, and players like that, Logan Ohapi. But there are also some players that you may not be aware of, but maybe have heard their name in mm -hmm. the air. They've been mentioned at certain times, right? Those players are in the Arizona Fall League where they can do some extra development. And so here are some of the players that the Angels sent there. First baseman, Sonny Deshera. Second baseman, Adrian Palencia. Third, or outfielder, uh, Yadiel Sanchez. Uh, Right-handed pitcher, Chase Cheney, right-handed pitcher Davis Daniel, right-handed pitcher Luke Murphy, left-handed Nick Jones, and left-handed Eric Torres. So who are these players, Johnny? Tell us about Davis Daniel. Yeah, we're familiar with Davis Daniel. We got a little bit of a look at him in the majors. Mike, did you say he reminded you of, of Griffin Canning? While he was a out little there, bit, like, yeah, a Griffin little bit. Canning esque. Is that just because they look alike, or is it because they I just think pitch that he, <laughs> he has a similarity to him, yeah, in, in, in pitching, but also the I outcomes, see it too. the yeah. outcomes that he brought. It was it was you know a couple of hits, a couple of runs, but suddenly you look up and it's been five innings, it's been six innings, and and he's still under a hundred pitches, and so that's the, what the Angels haven't had since Jared <laughs> Weaver, right? Right. And so it's nice to have somebody that is filling in that role, which is why I'm a huge fan of Davis Daniel. Yeah, Davis Daniel, Luke Murphy, Nick Jones, and Eric Torres, upper-level arms either in or working their way up into the depth chart for 2024. Torres and Murphy uh, were recognized as, like, 
pretty prominent relievers. In fact, I remember us talking about Eric Torres possibly being part of the bullpen for 2023 yeah. because he had closed and saved so many games for the Trash Pandas. Problem is, is Luke Murphy and Torres kind of took step backs, steps back this season in their 2023 campaigns. Uh, Sonny Deshara uh, missed the first month and a half of Double A this year with a shoulder injury. Um, he he struggled to make contact consistently in the second year of of his uh, career, but he did stay patient, hunted fastballs. He got an 87 weighted runs created plus, so that's kind of like OPS plus, but the Fangraphs version. So he was about 13% less than league average and managed to get that 87 weighted runs created plus despite a 34 and a half K percentage. Uh, but <laughs> they do say that he has high praise for his leadership. Sonny mm. D man, he's a, he's a big old dude over there at first base. And so maybe he could be a, a power guy in the future. If he can get that K rate down yeah. and really stay focused on the fastball. Sonny D probably has a cool mom too. Yadiel Sanchez <laughs> has plenty of tools. Really fun. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> really, that's an old school reference. Uh, yeah. Yadiel Sanchez is somebody we've heard about. He's got plenty of tools uh, to really dream about the type of player he could become. He had some solid uh, bat to ball skills that we've seen, and he continued to show some raw power this season. There is some concern with his exaggerated bat wrap, which is limiting his offensive ceiling and, and, and moving up to the upper levels. Uh, he did post in the, in the Cal league all-stars league. He did post a 129 weighted runs created plus. So that's, that's positive. That's good. Jadiel Sanchez is somebody we don't talk about enough. Who was part of the Noah Syndergaard trade. He yeah. and Mickey Moniak came over and, that's right. and people were actually like, Oh, that's, that's pretty good for a single a guy. Yeah. That's a, that's a good prize right there. So if if Jadiel Sanchez turns into something, that that to me is a, a Perry win in addition yeah. to I'll take it. Mickey Moniak, right? Adrian Placencia didn't turn 20 until June 2nd, Mike. Young and dude. he saw the bulk of the year in high A. Uh, he did better once he got out of cold weather, which is mm -hmm. funny. He actually had an 842 OPS in May through June. Uh, he did struggle afterward, but he did post a 96 weighted runs created plus. Got to 20 games in double A to end the season. He's a smaller dude. He's very disciplined, switch hitter at second base. Actually, the Trash Pandas just posted a video of him and Sonny D uh, in the Arizona Fall League taking batting practice. And Placencia is like, why am I in this group of guys who can hit 400, 500 feet? Like, I'm, I'm struggling to get it out of the infield. <laughs> and so it, it was a fun video to see. Uh, nice. But yeah, he's somebody that I think is also kind of under the radar. Somebody that if you're interested in Angels prospects, Pay attention to Adrian Placencia. Yeah. Nick Jones is a name that maybe many people haven't heard of, but he's a big, tall lefty that has held lefties to a really good slash line, 194 batting average, a 296 on base, and a 259 slugging over wow. his pro career. He did miss uh, plenty of uh, bats this season with a lot of swings and misses. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about him perhaps being invited to spring training. Uh, he has good angles on his low fastball, and his, which is about 90 to 93 miles an hour, and then he's got a low slider which is around 80 miles an hour and when they say good angles it, it hits the it hits the strike zone in a way that can cause a lot of swings and misses love that man as somebody who can hold lefties to that slash line yeah i'll send i'll send the invite to spring training myself mike all right chase cheney <laughs> is uh kind of interesting he's a high schooler he was yeah. drafted in the 16th round of the 2018 
uh, draft, and he's been a Rule 5 guy for a few years. He's bounced around a lot of single-A affiliates the last couple of seasons. Uh, low to mid-90s, cutterish fastball, uh, something that he plays off the slider with. So Chase Chaney, another interesting hmm. angel prospect in the Arizona Fall League. Any of these guys stand out to you, and do any of these guys get on the roster in 2024, what do you think? I think on the roster, uh, you, you're going to see probably more pitchers than you would hitters yeah. on this roster. I think Davis Daniel is probably the guy that everybody's really interested in. I, I want to come back to Eric Torres, John, because he's a bullpen arm mm -hmm. that I think could really benefit the Angels in 2024. I think that he'll have some mistake innings and some maybe bad moments, similar sure. to what we saw with a Ben Joyce last season. But can you imagine adding another really strong back of the end arm that we don't have to pay for that could come in and maybe solidify this bullpen. Yeah. Get that there could be some mistakes, but remember we're walking into 2024 with no expectations. So right. if Eric Torres comes in and ends up being a guy that really grows and progresses in 2024 in, in light of, and despite of some of the mistakes, gosh, I would love to see him pitch for us. And again, I, let me go back to Davis Daniel for a moment. I could see him being somebody as a long reliever now that we don't have Jaime Berea anymore. I could also see him being somebody that maybe sneaks into that sixth starter spot if they mm -hmm. need a spot starter. And he showed that he was really great in the bullpen when he needed to step up. So those two names stand out to me. What about you? Adrian Placencia stands out to me because I'm interested in that middle infield, uh, the middle infield in general, and the fact that you know they, they had not been active in the international free agent market for a very long time. Obviously, yeah. with DePoto, they lost out on some money for being penalized for Roberto Baldokin, and then they didn't really spend a lot of time on the international free agency market. So I am interested to see what happens with Placencia and where he can go. Um, I don't think that he'll be on the roster next year, but he is somebody I'm looking forward to watching. Um, give me give me the next Eric Ibar, man, because I really want to yeah. see somebody <laughs> like that come up for the Halos. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see where your seats are before you even get there, which is so helpful for a lot of us. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They have all-in pricing, which shows your total right up front, so there's no secret hidden that's, fees. That's the best, man. That is like, the best. I love that's why, that's why I, I, why I love this. Yeah, yeah. Both of you are excited about the Game Time app, right? And then it's it's buying tickets really easy two taps and you're set game time is obsessed with finding ways to save you money on tickets they have deals right up until the start of the event and even after an hour after the event starts you can still find some last minute seats there's exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for just about anything and everything and with zone deals you can pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average savings of 18 percent and then they have the game time guarantee which is one of the best guarantees out there. They're guaranteed you're going to get the best price out of all of the ticketing apps. And if they find ticket, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. So how about that? Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app right now. Create an account. Use our promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Once again, there are some terms that do apply. Create an account. Use our redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Mike, it's time to talk about another Mike, Michael Stefanik. Michael Stefanik 
actually came up at the end of, uh, not the end, but uh, he came up in the middle of the summer and then yep. came up at the end of the season and showed us something with his second appearance in the majors. He did come up in 22, um, and he, he struggled a little bit. He just hit 197, 509 OPS, and 69 plate appearances. This season, he ended up hitting 290 with a 735 OPS, and it was kind of funny because he was the he was the big hero of the Yankee series. He yeah. uh, hit that walk off hit, and Gwen Stefani was in the crowd that night, and Gwen Stefan and Michael Stefanik. Uh, I almost said Gwen Stefanik. Uh, <laughs> My Michael Stefani. I don't know what to say. Just trying but to save time. <laughs> just trying to save time. Um, it was it was pretty cool to see him have that moment. I, yeah. I did see somebody say, "Man, Michael Stefanik ruined our season by." walking off that game and then convincing Artie Marino to go all in at the trade deadline. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. It's Michael's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Stefanik actually, he had, a, he had a good finish of the year, as you mentioned. He said last year was kind of his acclimation period. Like he's trying to get used to things. And this yeah. year he said he felt a whole lot more comfortable and you could see it in his play on the field. He, right. Also was interviewed and, and talked about his approach, and he said, "Just knowing myself and being able to bring con a consistent approach day in and day out, and sticking with it, not focusing too hard on the results. Obviously, it's a long season, and I feel like I've shown consistently in the minor leagues that my approach does work. Now, just bringing that to the major leagues is really, really important. The piece, Johnny, that there was a question about when it came to Stefanik was not his offense, but his defense. Yeah." And he impressed his manager and coaches. Phil Nevin spoke about that when he said that uh, I, I don't think I would have put him in at third base last no. year like he did this year. He's worked on his arm strength, his arm stroke. His hands have gotten a whole lot better. His feet have gotten a little bit better. There's still room, obviously, to get better, according to Phil Nevin. Remember, remember him? Uh, but he said he, <laughs> he liked what he saw this season. And Stefanik has put in some extra work on improving his defense last winter, and he said he's going to continue to do it this winter. His, his quote was uh, the beginning of – my career, the first couple of times up, the defense is really where I struggled, and it was preached to me, work on this, work on this, and you'll be here more often. So he's put in a lot of time and a lot of effort into that, trying to be a solid major league defender. Stefanik is a guy who wasn't drafted. He was a non-drafted free agent, and he is 27 years old, so now's the time for him to not be in the minors anymore. Now's yeah. the time for him to make an impact in the major leagues, and I don't think he's going to be a starter for us, but Johnny, could he potentially be a key backup and maybe rotation piece in the infield? I think that we've seen enough of him, especially with the improved defense, that he at least deserves a chance to play off the bench. And you need that versatility in the infield. You need that depth, Mike. So even if he is in AAA or if he's a bench piece, uh, that's that's the kind of depth that you want. Somebody who can yeah. play you know, the left side or up the middle in the infield, uh, the fact that he put in the work and got better at defense, I think speaks highly of him. And I'm like, Hey, do we actually have some player development, some good coaching in the yeah. minor leagues, which yeah. I think we all know that we do. Uh, so maybe give those guys the promotion and bring in those guys for the <laughs> yes. coaching staff. Right. Because they're certainly outclassing whatever the heck's going on in the majors. But with Stefanik, I mean, you saw him make that great stab over at third base, um, picking that one right out of the air. Right. And and the fact is, the fact that he put in the work to get better, it, it says a lot about him. And so I think he deserves a chance. Mike, the Angels have certainly given lesser players a chance 
to be a, a bench piece in the yes. past. And so I yes. think Stefanik is like, yeah, you know what? He's not an everyday guy, but I think that's somebody that you can count on to, you know, make contact and play the defense wherever you need him when you need to give somebody else a day off their feet. So in my mind, I think Michael Stefanik is a great off the bench piece. What are your thoughts? I think he's got to work on his defense, not just at one particular position. I think that mm. what will win for him in 2024, especially in spring training, is that he can prove he can play third, short, and second base. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is going to benefit this team more than any other reason. Johnny, think about this. <clears throat> if Rendon can't be on the field, or sorry, when Rendon can't be on the field, <laughs> having Stefanik at third base with his bat could be pretty good for the Angels because yeah. he's a contact guy. Yeah. He bat 290 last season, had a, over 700 OPS. If he gets consistent at bats, I think he's a 300 guy. I think he yeah. can bat 300. And you put him at eight, maybe nine in the lineup. But having somebody like that where you know he's not going to strike out a lot, you know he's going to move runners over, right. that, that could be a benefit to this team. And, and let's just say that Rendon is healthy and is at third base and is playing well. That's the hope. Then having him fill in at second base, say mm-hmm. Renifo is your starter, and having Stefanik there, having him give Neto a, a few days off at shortstop, th- that would be great. Maybe he even tries to play first base a bit and is a backup to Shawnawell. Mm-hmm. I-, I think that Stefanik could really win the day and win over management and the front office if he proves that he can be a solid piece at all of these positions. I know that a lot of people, and you and I have been in that category of clamoring for, hey, it'd be great if we re-signed Mike Moustakis because Moustakis is able to play a lot of different positions. But what if Stefanik could be somebody that could play that role and be productive, and he's 27, and we're going to save some money, right? Like, what if he right. that guy? Gosh, that could be a win-win for both Stefanik and for the Angels. So I think this guy needs to work on his defense a bit and work on his defense at different positions. And if he does that and he's consistent, I wouldn't say like extremely good, but solid, I think he wins a bench role in 2024 with the Angels. Yeah, and and it can't be some it can't be a situation where you're thinking, oh, Stefanik's got to play every single day. I I, I yeah. think he's great at what he's been and how he came up to the majors and performed. I think if he remains at that level, I mean, look, there's going to be injuries, there's going to be problems, there's going to be something, and so yeah. you are going to see him more often than just a bench role. But you can't come into 2024 thinking this guy is going to be in there every single day. And it's funny, it seems like last year we were kind of playing a lot of puzzle piecing around, like, where's this guy going to play if we need yeah. this guy? And yeah. what about Walsh and Urshela? Like, what do we do there? I, I think the roles are very clearly defined this year. And again, if if Stefanik is that guy off the bench who can move runners over in key situations, I think that adds a lot to his value coming into 2024. And it's going to add a lot to the fact that if, if he can move runners over or even drive some guys in, it really solves the runners in scoring position problem. It really makes a difference yeah. there yeah. as well. So I think having Michael Stefanik as a bench piece in 2024, I would really like to see that. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, every day is we're here Monday through Friday with all of your Halo content. 
And then we'll move to three days a week, late December, and then we're back to five days a week as things start to amp up in February. So uh, up until December, we're here every single day for you with all of your Halo content. We appreciate you talking with us, reaching out to us. Johnny, let them know how they can get in contact with us on social media. Yeah, get at us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Again, if you're watching or listening, come on over to the videos on YouTube and comment below the video. That's the best way you can reach us and get in our comments. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? John, we're going to cover a lot of different just questions that we have. And one of those questions is Kim Ng. She, mm. she let go. Well, she sort resigned. Of, yeah. Sort of, kind of, <laughs> the Marlins. And then there's been some rumors that the Angels have been interested. And I know that with Alex Taman not there, like, I don't think she would take the assistant position. No. But what would she, what would she do? Would she consider coming to the Angels? I know some people already said, nah, never in a million years, right? Right. But I think she could be a solid piece for this front office. Let's talk more about that tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Looking forward to that conversation, and we hope you'll come back and join us for that. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.